Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. And we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals. We're all about sharing the secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their uplifting stories and practical advice right here. Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co and keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello and welcome to one of our special how-to episodes. Yeah, it's been a while since we did one of these, hasn't it? Indeed it has. But when we thought of all the talk around, what do they call it, the great resignation, or I've heard somebody say the great realignment, Yeah, it seems like a very relevant time to be exploring how you can shine and stand out on LinkedIn. Yeah, it certainly does. That's getting plenty of publicity. Do you know, a global survey of 30,000 workers by Microsoft earlier this year found that on average, 41% of all employees are considering quitting their jobs. And if you're a young person in the workforce, in other words, if you're 25 or under, then more than half of all your peers are looking to move on. Maybe you are too. That is just mind-blowing and pretty scary for those in the recruiting field or in companies in (laughs) HR or in leadership. Yeah, it really is. You know, and it's not just the surveys indicating this. In August this year in the US, 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs. Is the highest number on record. And that's saying something after the previous months were record months as well. Yeah, that's just, it's crazy times. You know, I guess unprecedented pandemics can lead to unprecedented sort of shifts. The numbers are really phenomenal. Who would have thought two years ago that all this change lay ahead? Yeah, exactly. Now, unless you've been hiding under a bush, then you know that LinkedIn is a really key tool when it comes to finding new work opportunities. And yet, for many of us, we think we're too busy to keep our profiles up to date. Or if you're like me, you don't really enjoy having to proactively shape how people perceive you or spend time blowing your own trumpet. Yeah, look, I totally get it. And, you know, culturally, it can really vary too by sort of yeah, absolutely. what you feel like doing. But, you know, but the fact is recruiters rely on LinkedIn so much these days, you'd be mad not to invest a bit of time regularly to update and tweak your profile. And happily, that's what this episode is all about. You'll be a ninja by the end of this. <laughs> you sure will. <laughs> we'll cover some key things you'll want to include in your profile, as well as some important things you can do to be found by recruiters more often and optimize your chances for those opportunities you're after. Indeedy. So first and foremost, for many experts, the most important thing is to make sure your profile has an up-to-date and business-like photo of you. One that's most likely a headshot so people can see your face easily. 
And most people reckon you should probably make sure you're smiling in that photo too, so you look friendly and a nice person to work with. Now, while we're on the topic of photos, don't forget to think about the customized cover photo or image that's the banner that sits on the top of your profile page. This helps show you're on top of your digital footprint and it's really well worth customizing and putting something that's relevant to you as your banner. You may not know this, but you can find loads and loads of free customizable LinkedIn banner templates on Canva if you just Google Canva LinkedIn banners. The second thing we'd advise you to think about to optimize your profile is to really imagine your ideal next job. Then you need to use language and keywords in your profile heading as well as throughout your profile that will align strongly with the kind of role that you'd like. Yeah, that's so important. You know, that heading right underneath your name is super important. You know, if you think of LinkedIn as a search engine, particularly to help recruiters find candidates for jobs, what you put in your heading will determine where you show up in the search results. Now, the best advice here suggests you think of that heading as your concise elevator pitch with at least three key words in it. So instead of just having like a title like marketing manager as the only information in your heading, for example, you may have found that data and digital are keywords used in the type of role you want next. So your heading may say something like data-driven digital marketing manager. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Then, <laughs> then you can say something brief after this that helps people understand a little bit about what you're all about. You know, one short example of someone sharing what they're all about was um, this recruiter from Google who says, building the teams that shape Google's future. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it really says what she does. It talks about the impact she can have and it's future focused too, which I like. And it tells you she's thinking about the bigger picture. One thing that that example could probably include more is keywords. You know, she does have the word teams, which I'm sure would be a keyword for recruiters. But I wonder what other keywords could also have been added for search results to be more effective. Yeah, I agree. I think if that's the second part of the heading, it's probably okay. But you definitely do want some more keywords. Now, of course, another thing is to make sure you actually have the skills or experience that you do actually choose as your keywords. We're not suggesting you just choose the best, strongest keywords if they don't really represent you. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it's really worthwhile spending a bit of time discovering valued keywords for the type of role you want next. So you can see them throughout your LinkedIn profile. If you're not sure what keywords might be relevant for you, then head to the job ad section of LinkedIn or your favorite job site and search for the kind of role you want next and see what words they all tend to use in the headings and summaries. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Now, speaking of summaries, your about or summary section on your LinkedIn profile is a really great place to seed these keywords because this about section is your chance to write in a way that positions you most strongly for your desired next role. Because, you know, if you think about in your actual jobs or experience section below the about section, you're naturally confined to write about the past, you know, what you've achieved in your past roles or at best what you've achieved so far in your current role. Yeah, a great tip. So we've covered photos 
keywords and your heading and about sections. When it comes to filling in your past experience, one former recruiter and now expert resume writer strongly recommends that you put what you have on your resume into your LinkedIn profile. Donna Svey knows all about the ins and outs of LinkedIn, and here's one of her tips. You really accelerate your job search by giving the recruiter your resume right away. And here's another thing that not very many people know, but in LinkedIn Recruiter, the platform that companies pay LinkedIn to use to recruit, the talent sourcer can compile a list of LinkedIn profiles and send them directly to the hiring manager. So if your resume is in your LinkedIn profile, you now have a much better chance of getting it in front of the hiring manager than someone who's just given a sketchy outline of their background. I didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. Well, it's really great insight from Donna there. You know, I think that consistency is another great reason to put your resume content online so that, you know, if you've been saying to yourself, yeah, but I've got several different versions of my CV, depending on the opportunity that I'm, you know, applying for, Mm. you know, and you're asking yourself, which version of my CV or resume do I put online? Then Donna and we would say, put the one that most closely speaks to the next opportunity that you most would like to secure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's one final golden tip we want to share with you in terms of optimizing your profile for your next desired role. And it's all about choosing the skills you list on your profile. Did you know that you can have up to 50 skills selected? No, I didn't until the last week or so researching this. Well, (laughs) you can, and it's worth checking on this section regularly. Yeah. You know, I checked mine preparing for this episode, and I realized I hadn't updated my skills literally for years, and they clearly, as a result, were not working for me, and they certainly weren't up to date. Yeah, it's such a good point to check all of your profile regularly. It's probably worth reminding people practically how you edit your skills just briefly. Yeah. So you go to your me icon again and click on view profile. Then if you already have some skills, go down to your skills and click on the edit pen symbol and check out what skills you've selected for yourself. If you've yet to nominate any skills on your profile, then when you hit view profile, you can click on add a new section and look for skills and endorsements. Then choose the relevant skills for you. Make sure they're credible choices, of course. Absolutely. Now, once you've chosen and have a good number of skills, you need to nominate your top three skills. And this is a really important and crucial way to optimize how you are discovered in search results for the type of role you'd like next. Now, this is a golden tip to work out what three skills you should choose as your top three skills. Now, to our knowledge, this only works if you're a premium LinkedIn member, but it's worth sharing anyway. And we do have another workaround for you if you're not a premium member, so don't go away. So firstly, on LinkedIn, if you've got a premium member, to see what skills hirers are prioritizing for the roles you're interested in, you go to the jobs tab at the top on LinkedIn and then search for a job ad with the title closest to the sort of one that you would want. When you find a job that seems to fit that bill, click on that job. And once the first page is open, then you click on the job title at the top of 
the page again, and this will take you to a more detailed page about that role. If you scroll down that detail page, you'll see how your skills match with the skills that this job poster is looking for. And what you'll find is this will give you ideas of skills you've maybe forgotten to include that you already have or skills that you might need to brush up on or learn. And if you repeat this exercise looking at different jobs that seem like the one you want, say at least half a dozen times, so you've got a really good feel for the skills that recruiters are filtering for when they're trying to fill these positions that will really help you select your best and strongest three skills for your profile. Yeah, that's such a good tip. And look, don't worry, as I said, if you're not a premium LinkedIn member, there are still two things you can do. First one, easily, perhaps you can ask a friend who is a premium member if they could do this search with you, but on their account, so you you can still see those skills. But fear not, there's also another option. There's a website called zipia.com. I'm going to spell that now. Z-I-P for Peter, P for Peter, I for India, A for Alpha, zipia.com. And here on this site, it lists and then deconstructs all kinds of jobs including which skills are most commonly required for these different roles. So you may well get great ideas for what skills you should be prioritizing and working on there as well. Great stuff. Well, you know what? I think we've probably spent enough time on the content of your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So now I think- ninjas now on that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Complete ninjas. Now I think we should look at what actions you can take on LinkedIn to further optimize your opportunities. Yeah. And this is beyond your profile content. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. So number one is to get into the habit of building your network. Send people a connection request after you've met them for the first time. Connect with those you already know. And whenever you can, send an accompanying message with your connection request. That's not actually that easy to do from your mobile though, is it? No, I wish they'd change that. It sort of tends to just send them automatically, the requests that is. Now, something else that expert resume writer Donna Sfey recommends you do on LinkedIn is to follow any company that you think you might want to work for in future Doing this has more influence in some cases than you may imagine. Here's Donna. On the LinkedIn recruiter platform, a recruiter will put in a set of criteria. LinkedIn will give them a set of results. We have, you know, 300 profiles that match this. By the way, if you click here, we'll show you the 35 profiles who've already indicated an interest in your company because they're following it. You immediately make yourself a warm lead. And actually, before we talked, I was talking with a talent acquisition executive from a Fortune 100 company. And I asked her, I said, do you guys go to that list first? And she said, absolutely. That's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And until we spoke with Donna, I really didn't care that much whether I followed particular organizations, whereas now I'm much more thoughtful about it. And it's so useful to get an insider's tip, you know, from someone like Donna, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. And in fact, I actually went through and and stopped following certain companies because of that. Classic. Now, the next thing is to be active when you can on the platform. You know, I'm talking about commenting on other people's posts, writing your own posts, or sharing useful content. Now, the thing to remember here is, you know, it's not Facebook. No. So keep it professional and 
A filter we like to use for ourselves is number one, will your comment or post add value? Or number two, will your comment be supporting or encouraging to somebody else? Yeah, they're great two questions to ask yourself before you put something down. I think that's really good. Now, I know we're all busy, but showing you're not sort of like in hibernation on LinkedIn by commenting or posting and sharing regularly is a really good thing to do. You know, why not set yourself a target of doing something maybe once a week or if you've been really busy once a month? Yeah, I think that's a really good thought. Make it a bit of a habit. Yep. Well, you know what? There's so much we could cover on this topic, but we'd be here all day, to be honest. So now to our final tip for this episode. And this is all about whether you have any endorsements or recommendations from others. When you've turned up in the uh, search results and the recruiter is looking at your profile, it will send a very positive signal if you've been endorsed by others for your skills or if you've been given a recommendation for your work. And so although you may feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. we'd, <laughs> you said that with a really big, mm-hmm. yep. we'd really encourage you to ask colleagues and others as appropriate to endorse you for a skill and ideally write a recommendation on your profile. It is, you know, it is something that can be uncomfortable. Do you have any tips for how someone could make this request, Claire? Well, look, I can tell you how I do it. Yeah. The way I do it is, let's say we've just done a big piece of work and it's gone really well. That is the moment to ask for a recommendation. Or if there's people that I've worked with in the past and I know they hold me, you know, in regard, then, you know, I'll ask them definitely to endorse me for a skill but also for a recommendation. And sometimes, depending on how busy they are, sometimes I might even write the first draft for them. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, only only if that's what they'd like me to do. Right. But, you know, I just want to make it as easy as possible for busy people to do me a favor. Mm. I also know that I liked the reciprocity aspect of endorsing somebody else for a skill. I know that when I would get endorsed, it doesn't seem to happen so much these days, mind you, but when I would get endorsed, <laughs> I hope that's not just me. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> World, what are you not telling me? But that, you know, if you're endorsed, then I kind of felt like I felt like wanting to endorse that person back because I would think to myself, oh, that's a really nice thing to do. Yeah. So make sure you endorse others because I think it'll increase the propensity for them to endorse you. Yeah, definitely. But thank you for sharing that good advice on how you ask. I think that's really useful. So we hope this primer on getting your LinkedIn profile tip top quality has helped. Now, there is one final thing that you must do when you're implementing any of these suggestions. What's that? Proofread and then proofread again. You know, there is nothing worse than reading someone's profile and seeing a spelling error or a typo. It immediately takes away from that person's credibility and their perceived quality as a potential candidate. You know, ask a friend to proofread if you want to. It's so worth it. Oh, God. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, we've covered a lot today. Yes, we have. Of course, there's always more, as is the way with these things. But you'll be really setting yourself up well if you start with, firstly, thinking about the use of photos and images that you have on your page. Secondly, your use of keywords throughout your profile and particularly what you write for your all-important heading underneath your name. Number three, 
There's also the great about section where you get to write and position yourself for the future. Number four, Donna also talked about the value in putting your full resume content in your experience profile. And finally, we covered how you can be sure you've selected the right skills as well as know which skills you may need to learn or brush up on for that next role that you want. Yeah, awesome. And then we looked at the things you can do on the LinkedIn platform aside from your profile content. And firstly, you know, we talked about continuing to build and grow your network by connecting with people as you meet them and making sure you you are connected with people you've worked with in the past. Then we heard from Donna about the value of following any companies that you'd be interested to work for. You know, fascinating that they can take that into account. We touched on the value, thirdly, of commenting or posting regularly and how you should think about doing that with those two filters. Is it going to add value or is it going to encourage or support somebody else? And finally, we looked at asking for endorsements for your skills and recommendations from people you work with for your work. Not to mention making sure you carefully proofread your profile. You could say that again. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. We really hope it helps you shine on LinkedIn and in your career. We'll be back next week, same time, same back channel. We will indeed. Take care and look out for our episode coming up, which may well solve all your holiday fashion woes. In the meantime, take care and shine bright. Ciao for now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.